You're listening to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. Hey guys, I am really excited about this podcast today. We are going to dive into thoughts, which I'm really pumped about because this has changed my life. Thinking like this and learning this information has literally changed my life. So I'm excited to teach it to you guys. I believe that the things that we think about and believe become our reality. So to start off, I want to read you a quote from one of my all-time favorite books. And I'm going to use, um, I'm going to quote this author and this book a lot. It's called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. If you haven't read it, I like highly, highly suggest it. My husband read it like years and years ago and he had me read it and it was really good the first time. But like every time I read it, I get more and more out of it. It's so good. So the quote I want to read is it goes like this. Circum Circumstances do not make the man, they reveal him. So hear that again. It says, circumstances do not make a man, they reveal him. Whoosh! <laughs> He's so right. He's so good. This is going to be so good, you guys. So let's get really clear first on what a circumstance is, because I think that that is where get, people get messy, okay? Circumstances are the things that happen in our life. They're the facts of life. Technically, like we could like rule them in a court of law. Like you can't argue the circumstance. The circumstance is factual. Example, it is 42 degrees outside. That is a circumstance. Another circumstance. There are six dishes sitting in my sink circumstance, right? Like that's just what is. We're not going to argue with you. Like if I look in your sink and there's six dishes, then that's just what is. And let me tell you something that your brain is going to want to resist, but tell your sweet little brain to calm itself. Circumstances are neutral. That means that they are not positive or negative. They are Switzerland in the land of thoughts and circumstances and feelings and the model. They are Switzerland. They are neutral. Our thoughts are what make things positive or negative. It's our opinions around the circumstance that makes it good or bad or whatever, right? Our thoughts are what create our results. Another line from this book is, a man is the product of his thoughts. What he thinks, he becomes. Or in Proverbs, I believe it is, it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, even so he shall become. And James Allen states that as a being of power, love and intelligence and the Lord of his own thoughts, man holds the key to every situation and contains within himself that transforming and generative agency by which he can make himself what he wills. Y'all, we have so much power. But one thing that we do not have control over always is our circumstance. Sadly, I have no control over the weather. I have no control over what my sister says to me. These are just facts of my life. Circumstances can't be argued. They are the bare bones and they are neutral. Let me give you some examples. Dishes in the sink are just glass sitting in a porcelain sink. They are neutral. 42 degrees is just a number on a thermometer. It is neutral. What takes it out of neutrality is what we choose to think and essentially believe about the circumstance. So I want to use an example from the Book of Mormon because I think it really illustrates this topic so well. It shows it better than like pretty much anywhere else I've ever read. And so I feel like it's a really good example that I'm going to use from this book. If you are curious about the Book of Mormon or you're not familiar with it, it's a scriptural text. Don't let that freak you out if you're like, I'm not 
into Mormon or whatever, like, don't freak out. Like, it's all good. This is just an example that illustrates what I'm trying to teach from James Allen. But I think it's such a good example. And if you want to know more about this story, I can give you more information later. So let's do this. So in the book, there's a guy named Nephi and he and his family live in Jerusalem. His dad named Lehi has a vision and they're about that they're that they're to leave Jerusalem and go on a journey into a wilderness towards a promised land. Like God gives him this revelation that he is supposed to take his family, leave their their land, leave their gold and their jewels. I think they were really well off and leave Jerusalem because it was going to be destroyed and that God would lead lead them to a promised land. Um, the land of their inheritance. And on their journey, they had a lot of ups and downs. And they left their super nice property to go live in tents where often they were without food and they gave up a lot of the luxuries of their life to go on this journey. Now, Nephi, one of that's Lehi's son, he had two older brothers named Laman and Lemuel. And while they were on their journey, they kind of ran into a little bit of a problem. He was the only family member who had a steel bow for hunting food and he broke it. (laughs) And so they're like in, imagine this, you guys, like they're in the wilderness, this family, and it's a huge family at this point. So they've got like lots of younger brothers and, um, they're all married and they have like little babies and stuff. And Nephi, the only one with a steel bow breaks his bow. Okay. So just keep that story. Like imagine that. So right here, I'm going to insert this in. This is the circumstance. Nephi's bow broke. Okay, that's the circumstance. Now, the whole family freaked out. Like even Lehi, who had been like so um, faithful and he was in such like an abundant state of mind throughout their whole journey. Even he freaked out like they all got scared. They felt fear. Um, They had thoughts like, how are we going to have food to feed our kids? And Laman and Lemuel especially complained that their dad was like a visionary man and was leading them out of their comforts of their home. They all had thoughts like this isn't going to work. This is so hard. I think that was the main one. Like, this is just so hard. We're going to perish in the wilderness. Our poor wives had to, you know, give birth out here. And and this sucks. And, of course, they also were like, and Nephi freaking broke his bow. And it's always Nephi's fault because Nephi, Nephi gets a bad rap sometimes. And... These are the thoughts of the family. Now, this is everybody except for Nephi. Okay, so all the family's having thoughts like this. Now, let's be honest. Nephi breaking the bow, you can easily see how in everyone's mind that all of these thoughts that they were thinking were kind of like seemed true, right? I can. I mean, I can see how it's like way true. I feel like I would be like the family. I would be freaking out. Like, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, like we lost our one way to get food and we're out here in the middle of nowhere with our kids like that feels scary like I can see why their thoughts were there but we know that our thoughts lead to our feelings so Nephi breaks the bone bow the family freaks out oh no this is their thoughts oh no this is bad we won't be able to eat this journey has been so hard this is horrible our dad is a visionary man and we know that our thoughts lead to a feeling So what does that feeling bring (laughs) to me? I feel like it brings fear and stress and overwhelm and like a heavy feeling, you know, like that heavy, like fear in your chest. Um, I think they probably felt upset and angry at the circumstance. So we know first that we have a circumstance. Then that leads us to a thought. 
Then we have a thought that leads to a feeling. So they felt all of those things, and we know that our feelings lead to actions. So in the book, it tells us that they all sat around complaining and murmuring pretty much. They questioned the Lord, and they complained to one another. They questioned God. They complained. They fought, they were frustrated, and they just sat and complained about having no food. And then the family gets the result, right? Action leads to result. They felt fear and they had no food because they were sitting around murmuring, right? Like they had no way to eat and they felt fearful and it was horrible. And so you guys, like, let me throw this out there. I get it. Layman and Lemuel tend to get a really bad rep. Like when, like if you're a member of the church, you might know this. They're always the bad guys in the story, right? But I feel like we are all Layman and Lemuel. They are not that bad. They're just struggling. And we can see why. It's so clear to see that their thoughts were just a little bit off. How often are our thoughts a little bit off? We are all very similar to Layman and Lemuel. So anyways... They complained because something was hard, and I get that. But like James Allen said, that keeps you bound. Your power is in your thoughts. It keeps you bound when you choose those thoughts. So let me tell you the rest of the story. Nephi's bow breaks. That's the circumstance, right? Nephi, this is Nephi's side of the story, okay? He has a thought, and he thinks and says this out loud. I mean, he writes this in the scriptures. He says, the Lord commanded us to come into the wilderness and I know he will provide the way. So he, he, his thought is a lot different than Laman and Lemuel's and the rest of the families, right? He's like, okay, this happened. The Lord commanded us to do this and I know he's going to provide. So what does that make you feel? To me, like that thought makes me feel confident and courageous and it brings me into that feeling of faith. This feeling led to an action. Nephi goes and he prays and he asks the Lord to help him find what he needs to rebuild the bow. And then he goes out, he finds it, he builds a bow, goes hunting and gets some food. So his result was a lot different than the rest of the families, right? Like if Nephi wasn't there, the family would have sat around and not had food because they were complaining and murmuring and they were sitting in this inaction because they had so much fear and fear often leads to us not doing anything. But faith leads to action, courage, confidence, certainty. It leads to action. And he acted by going and fixing the bow and going hunting and getting food. So his his result was different. He felt sure and certain and he had food and the circumstance didn't have power over him the way that it did to the rest of the family. Do you guys see this? Can you see that what you think is what becomes? I personally don't believe that you can be blessed with abundance unless you're in a faithful state. Here we go. Like Nephi, he was in faith. He believed. He had a thought and he believed the thought before he even knew it was true. And when we are in fear, we are literally blocking the universe or God or whoever you believe in from allowing those blessings to pour in. Manifesting is believing in something without seeing it or before it happens. And we know that abundance only comes when we stay in alignment with faith and manifestation. So here's the thing. I think that we could argue that both thoughts, the families and Nephi's were true. I can see both of those thoughts <laughs> as true. It was kind of a hard journey in the wilderness, right? It did kind of suck that the bow broke. But also, the Lord had continually provided a way and the circumstance truly was neutral. So we get to choose our focus. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. We sit around and we're like, yeah, but it's true. She is mean. Okay, well, what is that doing for you? 
true or not, it doesn't matter. What are you going to focus on? What are you going to choose to believe? Are you a victim of your circumstance or are you in the power seat? I know for me, like I am making a real effort right now to choose to take back my power. I'm going to choose to be in the power seat. I truly believe that abundance, flow, and blessings cannot pour into our life when we are focusing on thoughts that are the opposite. When we focus on thoughts that bring fear and scarcity, we are not in abundance and faith and we cannot serve two masters. They counteract each other and the blessings and the results we want cannot be ours if we choose to focus on one that brings fear. So what is your focus? What are you choosing to believe? So I'm going to coach you through a couple circumstances because I think it's good to have examples. And so, okay, this one's for my entrepreneur friends. So let's say you own a business and in your employee steals money from the company. Your thought could be, oh crap, <laughs> this is so bad. People are awful and how are we going to ever recover, right? I think that that seems pretty like, yeah, okay. I can see why we'd think that. Like, how are we going to recover from this? Even asking that question, just like, how are we ever going to recover from this? That feeling that comes from that thought is fear, scarcity, anger, and disappointment. Like everyone will feel it differently. But for me, this is so bad. People are so awful. I get like mad at the person. I feel scarce. Like, how are we going to recover? I feel like there's not enough money. There's not enough of us to make this like to fix this situation. That leads to the action where we complain probably to everyone around us. We never hire anyone. And like, what do you like stop running your company? Maybe not, but you probably are freaking out the whole time. And then you're not able to create and run it from a place of like abundance where it feels good and in flow, right? Is that what you wanted? You wanted to have money, right? That's why someone is stealing from you is even a thing is because the whole goal was to have money. And that thought that we thought up there is like screwing us over from what we want, whether it's true or not. Do you guys get that? So what if instead you chose to think this happens sometimes next time I'll be more careful with who I trust. We will recover. We always have and we always will. And there will always be more. There always be more money. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel relieved. <laughs> it makes me feel relief and peace and just kind of neutral on the situation. And so that brings me into an action of I get back to work. I am self-aware and I'm conscious about the next person I hire and we continue to grind and we continue to make more money and there is always more money. And the result is that I'm going to recover faster and more efficiently than if I thought the other thought, right? Like I'm going to get that money faster and it's going to flow in a lot easier. You guys, like, do you guys see this? Both thoughts are true. Both thoughts could be considered true. True doesn't matter. Your focus is what matters. Focus is everything. And you cannot focus on two things at once. I hear this all the time. I am scared. I'm so scared, but I have faith that it'll work out, but I'm really scared. If you're thinking something like that, like something's not quite aligned, you will not feel fear if you are in faith. So how do we shift into faith or abundance? 
you can focus, you can't focus on two things that are so far apart. Like fear is over here on this side of the room and faith is over here. If you're trying to focus on both, you're going to be like shifting back and forth, like your head's going back and forth. You can't focus completely on fear or faith if you're also looking over here at fear and having these thoughts like, oh, people are so awful. I know we'll recover, but this is the worst thing ever that's happened to us. I I mean, I hope we can recover. Like that's not going to work. We need thoughts that shift us into faith. What I love in this story with Nephi and his brothers is that his poor brothers do this throughout their whole journey. They're consistently just going back and forth on what they think and what they believe. One moment they're in faith and the next they're in scarcity. One moment they're in abundance and gratitude and the next they're in scarcity and fear. But Nephi did it a little different. He had developed patterns in his mind, these these really strong thought patterns. That means that the neurotransmitters in his mind had been like created so, he had walked down the path so many times that that every time something happened, he just kind of like went straight into abundance and faith. So um, Jody Moore gives this example and I've probably given it before, but I'll do it again. When we think a thought, it's almost like creating a path in like a meadow, right? Like we have like these tall grasses and we're like walking in the meadow. And every time we think a thought, we just create a path. And for Nephi, he had created a really strong abundance path, a really strong faith path. But sometimes what Laman and Lemuel did is they were creating path over here and over here. Sometimes they'd walk the faith path and sometimes they'd walk the the fear path. And whichever one is bigger, like whichever one you stomp on the ground more is going to be the easier one to go into. So we want to just consistently walk over that faith path because then your brain just easily those those pathways are created and you'll create that habit of going into that thought. Nephi did this. He created these thought patterns by continually changing his thoughts. There's a part in the story where he starts to kind of feel bad for himself for a second. And then you literally see in his writing him switching his brain back over to abundance. Like he's like, this journey has been difficult, but I'm so grateful for the Lord. Like he just like he goes right back into gratitude. I believe this is our job to continually take our thoughts back into gratitude, into abundance, into faith, into light, into love, into spirit, into guidance. The opposite of this will lead you the exact opposite direction than where you want to go. If you've heard it, if you're a Christian, you've probably heard it like this, like we can't serve two masters. If you're a yogi, it's say no to ego, amigo, <laughs> right? Like, like we can't be in love and light and um, in our highest self when we're serving ego. It's the same idea. When we choose to believe thoughts that are abundant, faithful, gracious, loving, we are following our creator. We're following our best, our highest self. We're following love and light. We're in flow with the universe. We're following God and blessings can flow from this energy. But when we are choosing to believe thoughts of scarcity, of hate, of annoyance, overwhelm, stress, or fear, we do not create the thoughts we want or the results we want in our life. And I believe we literally are like blocking the universe or God from pouring these blessings on us. So let me coach you again. I'm going to give you another example because I think a lot of us girls struggle with this one. I know I have in the past. So you didn't get invited to the park with friends. Okay. So you drive, let's say you drive by the park and... So the circumstance, I was not called to go to the park with my friends and they went without me. Thought, hmm, not about me. (laughs) They probably forgot. 
And if they didn't and it was intentional, they just must be struggling because people don't leave someone out intentionally unless they're like struggling internally. Right. So how do you feel like you're like, oh, they probably forgot. No big deal. You probably feel fine. Like, I feel like it's like neutral. Hey, you guys forgot about me. Okay, that's okay. Like that, like sometimes that happens or maybe it's like a misunderstanding or maybe it was intentional, but like if it was, that's not about me. That's somebody else struggling. So then you feel fine, right? So what's your action? What do you guys think? If you feel fine and that happens, I know for me, like I might be like, like if I drove by the park and they were there, I'd like just stop and be like, hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> and I'd be like, did you forget someone like joking around or something? Or maybe I would just not like maybe I'd be like, oh, they must have forgot. And then I would go home and I wouldn't worry about it. Or maybe next time I saw him, I'd be like, hey, you guys, will you guys invite me next time? Because I really want to come. I love hanging out with you. And then the result is probably next time you'll get invited. And if you don't, you won't make it mean anything about you or that something is wrong with you because you recognize that it's not about you. That's the thought you chose to believe, right? Okay, so here's the alternative. Here's the opposite. What if instead we chose to think they don't like me? They think something is wrong with me. And if they think that maybe it's true, like maybe something is wrong with me. If like they didn't invite me to the park, like is something wrong? Do they not like my kids? And then maybe your brain is like, no, maybe they're just rude girls. It's so rude to do that. What brats, (laughs) right? We could think either of those thoughts. (laughs) What do those things make you feel? They don't like me makes me feel kind of shameful and disappointed and frustrated If I go to, they are so rude. That makes me feel kind of mad. Something's, is something wrong with me? Like even just asking that question, not like, not even thinking like something's wrong with me because they didn't invite me. But even if you just ask, like, is something wrong with me? That makes you kind of feel insecure, right? What does insecurity and shame and disappointment and anger and frustration make you do? How do you act when you're insecure and upset? Do you talk to those friends? Do you ask them what's up without accusing them? Probably not. You might avoid them. That's what shame would do. Shame. If you're feeling shame, you'll probably avoid them. If you're feeling blame or mad at them, you'll probably accuse them of doing something wrong. And you might act. If you think the thought like they don't like me, you'll probably act weird around them and not invite them when you go somewhere. Right. Because you're like, they don't like me. I'm not going to invite them. And what's your result? If you act like that, (laughs) I know I don't want to be around the person that does that stuff. Wasn't your whole goal to have friends like your whole thing that you wanted was for to be invited and have friends. Do you see how that thought of like they don't like me is really hurting you? It doesn't help. You guys, your focus is everything. We can all see how these thoughts could be true. But what are you going to believe? A favorite quote from Russell M. Nelson says, The joy we feel has little to do with the circumstances of our lives and everything to do with the focus. Crap happens. (laughs) Welcome to life. Like hard things happen. Crap happens. Everything is 50-50. There will be moments that are beautiful and amazing and good. And there will be moments that are hard and challenging. There is opposition in everything. Good happens bad happens. But we get to choose what we do with that opposition. We get to decide what we focus on. Do we want to choose anger or love? 
Do we want to choose forgiveness or malice, abundance or scarcity, faith or fear? The choice is yours. Like you get to choose. You have so much power in your life. And here's the thing. When you choose abundance, when you choose faith, when you choose love, when you choose forgiveness, when you choose gratitude and thankfulness, and when you choose just pure love, you will be blessed you will be blessed. You will see abundance pour into your life. I don't care what you believe in. I know you will have good things happen to you. And it's not all woo woo. Like it's not all like this made up thing. We see exactly what happens when we choose fear, right? When we choose thoughts that bring fear and choose thoughts that bring anger, it leads us in the opposite direction of what we want to go. And then the universe is like, sorry, but like I have to block now. And that's what happens. God's like, I have laws, I have rules, and this is how it works. You have to choose me. You have to choose love. You have to choose abundance. And when you do, I will just pour it down on you. So in the story, Nephi chooses this, right? He chooses abundance. He chooses to have a faithful thought pattern throughout the whole story, through the whole wilderness. And you guys like, they have a lot of crap happen. He chooses this. And then they make it to the land of their inheritance and they make it to their prosperity. But on the way, when they lose faith, things don't work out. But when they stay in faith, they do. And it's, it's because our thoughts Our beliefs become our results. So I want to invite you guys. Let's first start by practicing awareness. The first thing I want you to do before you start changing thoughts is just noticing them. How I notice my thoughts is by paying attention to how I feel. So this is how I first started doing this because um, I think it's difficult to be aware all the time. And sometimes I just, I don't know. I don't know what's going on up there some days. So what I do is I pay attention to how I feel. If I feel stressed, I know something's off in my mind. I heard it once that stress is like a candle and you have a flame and the flame is faith. And stress is the lid that covers the flame of faith, right? If you're feeling stressed, something's off. You're not in abundance. You're not in faith. You're you're switching over into some type of fear. If you feel anger, we know that we're choosing a thought that's bringing an emotion that's not great. That's okay. This is part of life. This is why we're here is to, to, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this. We know this is going to happen. There are going to be times when we choose scarcity. (laughs) There are going to be times when we choose fear, but our job is to switch back into faith, to switch back into abundance, to let go of the thoughts that are not serving us, to let go of the, the feelings and actions that are not serving us and switch back into the ones that will. This is what life is all about, is change and growth. And we don't have to feel shame when we feel insecure. We don't have to feel shame. We just know, oh, look, this is the part where I feel insecure. What would serve me better? And we switch into it. Sometimes it's hard for me to find the thought that would serve me better. Sometimes it's really hard for me. Sometimes I believe so strongly that my thoughts that aren't serving me are true and that I should hold on to them. I heard it described by Jody Moore as holding on to a cactus. All we have to do to feel better is just let go of the cactus and then we'll feel better. But sometimes we want to hold on to that cactus so bad. What I do when I feel like this for me is that's when I go into meditation. That's when I go into prayer and I just ask God, 
to help me see the situation the way he sees it. And when I do this every single time, you guys, I get a new thought that just blesses my life so much. And I believe if you lay there and you just ask the universe, ask God, bring me back into alignment with you. Bring me back into alignment. Help me find peace. He will. The universe will. Like whatever you believe in, it will encompass you with peace and you will find the thought that you need to get you the result that you want. Okay, guys, that is all I have for you today. But I hope that that makes sense and that you will see what a blessing it is and the power that you have. Power is not from judging others. We don't feel power from judging others. We don't get power from our ego. We often think power comes when we're like angry or like from holding on to ego or that we're powerful for judging or hating others. It's the exact opposite. Power comes when we choose thoughts that bring abundance, that bring love, that bring forgiveness, that bring faith. That's where our true power is. And I'm just going to read it to you one more time because I love, love, love what James Allen says. He says, circumstances do not make the man. They reveal him. So start choosing what you're going to do with those circumstances and let it reveal like the very best parts of you. Thanks, guys. If you liked this, will you please share it with your friends? Will you follow me on Instagram for all of the good extra stuff I have on there? And will you leave me a review? I would love you forever. Thanks.